There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is. No good. No one missed. I think we got a heck of a shot of winning. We beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. For all you non-believers, disrespect us. Talk crap about the defense like we ain't the third best defense in the league. See you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Fitzpatrick. And so, Eric Decker holds it in. The Jets win in overtime. And the New York Giants, given the last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. This is NFL Friday. Going long on all news, reaction, and game picks for the Giants, Jets, and across the NFL on WFUV Sports. Hello and welcome into NFL Friday, FUV's exclusive weekly look at the National Football League. I'm Andrew Galata, alongside our Giants beat reporter Mike Messina, and then also our resident fantasy expert, and also Jets fan Chris Hennessy. And roommate Ma- of Jets beat reporter. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> first, take all Legan's information and put it on here, because when he can't come, that's my job now. <laughs> yeah, no, so first, got to start off with the winning team, Mike. How are you doing? How are the Giants doing? What, what are your thoughts right now? I'm doing great, Andrew. It's been a long day. I, I've been up yeah. since probably 6 a.m., just couldn't sleep, but the Giants are coming off. A game that was pretty much must-win, whether you think the season is done or if you don't think the season's done, this was a must-win game for the Giants as they defeat the Panthers 25-3 in a game that kind of started off really slow. At, at halftime, it was 5-3, and, <laughs> and then you didn't really see the offense getting anything going. Daniel Jones wasn't really doing his thing, although he didn't have any turnovers like he did the week before when he had three turnovers, but it was a good week for the Giants. Ozil Ojolari had a great game on defense, and... That's coming off a very bad week he had the week before, <laughs> dropping an interception. And coming from a defense that had so much potential coming out of last season into this season, that was a huge game to hold the Panthers to three points last week and really knock Sam Darnold out of the game as well. Yeah, I mean, you you look at a performance against Sam Darnold at MetLife, maybe you put an asterisk <laughs> next to it. Um, but, yeah, no, I thought they were really good all across the board. And the mood has kind of changed now. The mood has changed from, man, this team kind of stinks, they have no chance, to, hey, if they can shock the world on Monday – all of a sudden, they have three wins. And you're heading into the trade deadline because the trade deadline will be the next day uh, with a lot of questions. If they're 2-6, and six, yeah, I'd say trade some guys. But if they're 3-5 and five, and they could push for a wild card spot because, remember, there's an extra wild card, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they go for it. And the se- this season, to me, was about the growth of Jan- Daniel Jones. And what, you're not going to get you know Odell Jones Jr. every game. <laughs> um, but... I thought he was pretty good, and yeah, they didn't score a ton of points, but I mean, they, they he, ended he up didn't lose the game for them. Yeah. They put up twenty. Darnold lost the game for the Panthers, and he lost a lot of games for the Jets, and and Jones didn't do that. And Jones lost a lot of games for the Giants over his, his three years. Don't get me wrong, but he did not lose this game. That's for sure. No, I mean to me, this Giants team, and I think you saw it, you know, on Sunday. It's just this team is surprising in in so many different ways. You thought coming into the season they'd be a defensive team. The problem was going to be can Daniel Jones, you know, kind of keep this offensive flow can they can he carry it a bit and he's actually done that and I mean a lot of games he's played really well yes the Rams game was bad the Broncos game wasn't so good as well but overall I mean he's played pretty solid just looking you know at his stats down the line he's a guy 
that has some of the turnovers, but with the running and his ability to throw the ball downfield, and you look at the weapons, it's not 100% there with the injuries for this offense. And the defense just, you know, has taken this big dip downwards, which a lot of people did not expect because you brought guys back, you added guys like Adoree Jackson. And then on Sunday, you know, I think a lot of people thought it was going to be, you know, a really close game, really defensive battle. It was for a half, but then Daniel Jones and this Giants defense just really took control that second half. And as you said, Mike, Sam Darnold got knocked out of the game and P.J. Walker entered. Yeah, and a huge blow to this Giants defense. Jabril Peppers yeah. tears his ACL. He's out for the season. He's on a contract here, and Joe Judge has said he wants him back. He's a leader in that clubhouse, and he is. I mean, this is a defense who already lost Blake Martinez after bringing him in. And to lose a safety of Jabril Peppers' caliber especially when Xavier McKinney's not really playing up to his full potential yeah. in the secondary, that's a huge blow for this Giants defense, and it's going to be tough to kind of go forward with the pieces they have. But, Chris, you mentioned shock in the world on Monday. I don't even necessarily consider it shock in the world. It is. When 15's on the other side, I know he's, I know <laughs> sure. he's not playing well, but it would be shock in the world. And I think it's possible, though, because Kansas City's it not absolutely good. is possible. And when I say, like, there's an extra, like, Listen, like, does Minnesota scare you as a fan of the NFC? As a fan of the AFC, they don't scare me one bit. And they're they have the last wild card spot right now. And you got to jump teams <laughs> like Atlanta, Chicago, Carolina, who we just saw stinks, San Francisco, Washington, Philly. Those teams are all not very good. And yeah, the Giants aren't good either. But I don't see any reason why a late season run here is is impossible. I I, I completely agree with you. But with what the Giants have on offense right now with all the injuries, I just don't see how they're going to be able to make that run. Like last week, Sterling Shepard was out. Um, Kadarius Toney is still out. He, he's going to be out for a couple more weeks. Saquon Barkley, I mean, if they don't have their top wide receiving core in play, I don't know if uh, Darius Slayton, Dante Pettis, who, who did have a good game, threw, Dante Pettis had a really threw good that game. ball to, to, to Daniel Jones, the one-handed lunging cl- catch that he made. Um, yeah, I just don't know if, if a playoff run is... Um, possible with what they have on the field, but if they're fully healthy and they have all their star pieces on the field, look, I've been critical about Daniel Jones, but he has shown time and time again that he is a good quarterback and a quarterback that the Giants should want to keep. I mean, last game, 23 for 33, 203 yards, no turnovers. I mean, that's a pretty good stat line. No coming turnovers, off, especially. Co- coming off a game against the Rams with, with three turnovers and getting blown out by about 25 points. <laughs> so, so, I mean, there's tons of potential for this Giants offense, but without their star pieces, if if Evan Ingram is still there and he doesn't get traded, he needs to start producing, and he's not. But I do see a chance that the Giants can make some sort of a run moving forward. I think this team, especially the defense, it needs to step up. Because I, I think the offense, they're not going to, especially without Saquon Barkley, especially without Kenny Galladay, it seems like this week they're not going to have Kadarius Toney either. So you, you have your, your, your big pieces on offense, your big playmaker is not going to be there. And you're not facing Sam Darnold on the other side this week. I just feel like that defense is going to have to be that top 10 defense it was last year. And if it's not, the Giants aren't going anywhere. Because you you can look at whatever teams, the, the Falcons, you could look at, you know, the Vikings. And yeah, they're not world beaters. They're definitely not good football teams. But with the Giants defense, if it's not at that elite level, I don't think the offense has too much to carry it. And look, looking at the injury report from today's practice, did not practice Barkley, Lorenzo Carter, Nate Ebner, Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony, and then go. limited. Here we go again. Evan Ingram, Caden Smith, both their tight ends. Danny Shelton, their defensive lineman, and Sterling Shepard. That's their entire wide receiving core, and two of three of of, of their tight ends yeah. that they need in yeah. order to win games. And this has been the injury report 
pretty much every single week going yeah. f- since the start of the season. It's just not clicking. Like they're injured, the team's not clicking with all with all their backups. Joe Judge is very adamant that everyone in their locker room is ready and capable of playing up to the caliber of a starting NFL player. But if they're not winning, how are like where's the proof that all these guys are NFL caliber ready to start on the New York Giants? If what are they two and six now? So I mean, like I I'm not sure if this is sustainable for the Giants to. To keep winning going forward, especially with all these guys limited and do not practice during the week. Well, yeah, especially when you see their schedule. It's <laughs> Kansas City and Tampa Bay in back-to-back games now. So, and I think there's another big one in there. Another two out of three. They play the Raiders too. So you're playing the division oh, leader. Oakland, that's right. And the two and the LA, two uh, LA, Las Vegas. Las Vegas third try. Third three. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I mean they're playing three really tough tough games, and the schedule doesn't really get much easier for them. They play a lot of division opponents, which, you know, is never should be easy. hard. They have, the e- they have the Eagles and Dolphins right after that, and then go straight back into the Cowboys, who are a much more dominant yeah. team in the NFL. Oh, they have the Chargers, than, too. Yeah, Chargers as well, who was Cowboys, mm-hmm. obviously, much better than Giants. And then the Bears, they can beat them. They can beat the football team. They could also lose to them, though. They they could lose to any single any NFL team, team <laughs> who is in the NFL. They could lose to anybody. Yeah, so that's... They could lose to the Jets. <laughs> They they could no they could disagree <laughs> they could Mike it, disagree it depends who's that quarterback now uh, we'll we'll get into the Jets Mike White yeah we'll we'll get we'll get in the Jets Flacco <laughs> in, in in just a bit but yeah I I agree I think this this Giants team is is one of them that they're kind of on this and they have been since the start of the season they're on like this very tight rope between falling off and you know either going to fire sale whatever you want to call it, and maybe we'll see it at the trade deadline, or a team that's going to compete. That's the New York Mets diagonal. That's what it is. It's the same thing as the Mets. Every year at the trade, it's like, wow, there are three games out of the wild card on August 1st. Are they going to make it? And then they don't. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same exact conversation Mets fans have every year. and It's a conversation across sports, but it's just the line of mediocrity that they can't seem to tow uh, in the right way. And... The hope, like this, is a weak quarterback class. So the hope is that Daniel Jones shows something, and you're able to take two solid guys with your pick and the Bears' pick. But if he doesn't show something, you might end up with a quarterback from a weak class. I don't know. I think I don't think the Giants are going to be in the market for a quarterback. I think Daniel I Jones is 100 percent going to be the quarterback of this Wilson? team moving forward. Who would I prefer? You're asking? No, but what? Like, I mean, yeah, if he's on, you're going to yeah, try to get Russell Wilson. But I mean, that, but that's it. You don't want Matt Coral or from Ole Miss. No, so, I, no. I love what Daniel I, I, Jones has shown. I agree. I love what he has shown, especially this season with what he's been given. Besides the Rams game, he has played exceptionally well, and he's got a lot of criticism from prior seasons and this seasons, which are, are, are both warranted. But looking at his overall stats, the man has put up. Pretty good numbers and has done what he can for this Giants team, given the receivers, the offensive line, and just the ownership that that's pretty much around him. Yeah, no, I agree. It it's frustrating this team too because if uh, Dexter Lawrence doesn't jump off sides, yeah. and if they show one lick of defense next week against Atlanta on the final drive, they're four and three. They so. sh- they should have won that that felt. I was at they should have won that Atlanta game and it, it was just. Dumb mistakes that is being made by the defense. Too many penalties, and it's you're not winning if you're making too many penalties on defense. No, and that and that's to me that that's what this team's gonna. It goes to the defensive side. You could talk about Dan. I, I think he has been definitely, you know, 
improved, and I think he's your guy, but this defense isn't winning on Daniel Jones's arm. They never were going to coming into the year. And, you know, we're going to see how this defense stepped up. You talked about the Jabril Peppers injury and how the Giants changed in there. I think they do have depth on that back end, but, you know, I think Xavier McKinney's going to have to step up. Julian Love's going to have to step up. It's, it's guys like that, and I think they could. They've, they've had experience starting with the Giants, but I think that's going to be the most important thing going into playing Patrick Mahomes. And I know they're definitely, you know, when you look at the Chiefs right now, they're on this teeter-totter under 500 for only the second time, I think, since 2016. And I looked at a stat, the Giants haven't been over 500 since 2017. So you can just show the parallels of those two teams. And this is obviously going to be just this interesting matchup between, you know, a, a, a it's really a get-right game. I bet how the Chiefs feel looking at it, how we can be at home in prime time and get a win. But the Giants feel like they can maybe steal one, you know, at Arrowhead. Look, um, Chiefs win the Super Bowl, and then we hear all this dynasty talk. Maybe that just came a little too soon because look at them now. They're <laughs> under 500 for the first time since 16, you said. But Giants are coming off a huge game with a ton of momentum, but they're not flying in till Sunday. They're practicing every yeah. single day this week, then flying early Sunday. And then I'm not sure if they're practicing or taking the rest of the day off on Sunday, but they're getting in kind of late. Kind of yeah. late, in my opinion. I don't know how— It's unorthodox. Yeah, I'm not sure if— other NFL teams usually go with this strategy well, on a Monday night football game. But, like, the Giants all week have been practicing with— Four with, practices is a lot of practices. Yeah, it's a ton, and they've been practicing with, like, all the music that goes on at Arrowhead. They've been practicing like they are at Arrowhead Stadium every single day this week. And it's going to be a big test for this team. It's going to be a big test for Daniel Jones. It's going to be the biggest game, I would say, this season for them just because of the caliber of—it's primetime Monday night football. Um, they're in a position to win this game, which, looking back— Three, four weeks ago, if someone asked, are the Giants winning week eight in Kansas City? The <laughs> answer is absolutely no. not. Yeah. And the tables have absolutely turned now. Yeah, they're they're injured. We talked about that. But they're in a position to win this game. And to get in Sunday very late, in my opinion, I hope it doesn't throw them off. But they better come ready. And Daniel Jones better be ready to use his feet more than he usually does. Because if he can't get that ball out of his hands, <laughs> even with this bad, very, very bad Kansas City defense, they'll be able to get to him. To me, I think when you look at this offensive line, it's gonna. I think you still have Frank Clark. You still have Chris Chris Jones. I, I think that's gonna be important. And what Jason Garrett, a lot of people have complained about his play calling, and sometimes rightfully so. But the one thing he's done a really good job is rolling out Daniel Jones, getting him kind of off a of defensive lineman's just in like a stationary spot, and that's where the Giants have seen some success. So that's uh, definitely gonna be an interesting game on Monday night. But I, I do want to turn it over to the other team in New York. The New York Jets and this Jets team, I mean, uh, another rough loss for them. And, you know, that's kind of been the storyline for the whole year when looking at this Jets team. One in five. They're not last in the AFC East. At least you have that. But they will be once they play the Dolphins. They, they will <laughs> give it some time, Andrew. Come on. 54. Just because they've had their bye. That's the only reason. Yeah. 54-13 loss to the Patriots. Thank you for their mind. And, Chris, I, I I know it's tough because, I mean, that was just a really, really tough game. I think coming out of the bye, I think a lot of Jets fans are like, okay, maybe we can, you know, kind of improve on some things. That I know was the big thing in their, in their building, and the exact opposite happens. You have a complete drubbing against a division opponent. Zach Wilson gets hurt. In comes Mike White, and now we're going to see Mike White next week here uh, for the Jets as well. Zach Wilson, two to four weeks for him, so we'll see kind of how that injury goes. But right now, this Jets team, it's looking more of the same when you just compare it to past years. In 2018, there were five quarterbacks available, right? Sam Donald's the one we are going to remember here, but we obviously have Lamar Jackson, who's won an MVP, Josh Allen, who's been quite good, Baker Mayfield. 
And the fifth one maybe is forgotten, and it was Josh Rosen, who was drafted from the Arizona Cardinals. Josh Rosen was drafted to the Cardinals with a first-year coach named Steve Wilkes. They were terrible, terrible enough to earn the number one overall pick. And at the end of that season, they fired Steve Wilkes and clean-cut Josh Rosen by the end of the next year's training camp, going with Kyler Murray. And now they're 7-0. Clearly not the right decision to go with Kyler. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly not. Right. Should have played baseball. Definitely. <laughs> now, I am not advocating for the firing of Rob Sala or for the departure of Zach Wilson. However, I'm saying if this continues, the garbage that we've seen for seven weeks, I think it has to be a conversation. Because this quarterback looks like he can't throw. This coach looks like he doesn't know what planet he's on. And the offensive coordinator is the worst out of all of them. <laughs> the offensive coordinator has no idea what he's doing. Mike LaFleur, Mike LaFleur has no idea what the hell is going on at any point during a football game. Every single time Zach Wilson makes a throw... That's like, oh, hey, maybe Zach Wilson can make that throw, a short row, a short throw, a screen pass, a deep out. Mike LaFleur will not call that play for the rest of the game. He will continuously call seven- and eight-yard routes that Zach Wilson has proved he cannot throw, whether it's mental or physical, I do not know. Probably mental, because we've seen It's definitely that he, mental. His, we've seen that he has good. physical traits. <laughs> he will not go back to that play. He will not target Corey Davis. He will not get Elijah Moore open. He will continuously run Michael Carter into the offensive line for a yard and a half on first down and then do it again on second down and say, hey, 20-year-old quarterback, short of the six on third and seven, go, which is the exact same crap we saw under Jeremy Bates and Adam Gase after like two days. <laughs> but this Rob Sala talks all tough, and he has seven kids, and he lives in a hotel room. Oh, Rob Sala! This team sucks. I mean, Get when- this team out of here, Mike. Don't give me the believe crap anymore. I'm done. I'm done with this team. I can't do it anymore. How do they expect to win when they're running out Michael Carter for 11 carries, 37 yards? Every single game, this running back core that they have... Michael not, Carter's not a bad player. It's how he's used, which is they are exactly. a 42 dive every single play. Like It's making no sense, the plays that are being called in. There's no progress week after week in, for, for him or, or for really anybody, the wide receivers, Zach Wilson. There's no progress in their performance, in the yards they're getting. There is really no change week after week after week. A 54-13 loss to a Patriots team that is not that good. No, they're terrible. They're, they're, they're actually a really bad I team. I don't think they're terrible. <laughs> I don't but think they are They're either. three and four. They're under five hundred, but they are getting beat up by Mac Jones, who I think at this point is obviously the best quarterback in this class that has came out. But I mean, he makes mistake after mistake as well, and you just don't see that happening when any rookie plays the Jets. It's always they're doing better than the Jets. The Jets rookies, they can never find an answer to to either beat the Pats or to beat Pretty much any team. And I'll let you talk in a second, Andrew. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Mac Jones isn't out. Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow. Not at all. He's no. f- he's okay. We, we know that. Like, what is he? Is he that much better than Lawrence has been? He's a hell of a lot better than Wilson has been. That's for damn sure. He has, He's not Justin Herbert. Last year, teams lost games to Justin Herbert. It's like, wow, this kid, this kid's unbelievable. Uh, and you look back at the Jets beating the Titans, you're like, how, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> how did that happen? Is it, I mean, obviously. Since they like, blew a fourth quarter lead. I'll what a wake-up call for the Titans. Exactly, about. yeah. You see them. Since two, that game. two huge yeah. games since then. Julio Jones was out. Uh, um, AJ, AJ Brown was out. Was out. Maybe they but, did it because of the turf. It could have, <laughs> but like, coming off a huge win, a game that they had no part of even being close in, and then just the, the perform the bye, you think, oh, they might. 
They'll yeah. pr- they have more time to practice, get their body right. I said this last week, sitting right where Chris is sitting, that this bye, um, it's going to be plenty of time for them to get <laughs> right, get their minds right, their bodies get healthy. And I didn't think they were going to win this game, but I didn't think it was going to be a 40-point blowout. And they just sat. Did they practice? I, like They sat home and did nothing all week. They did not. They should have not showed up it to was, this it, game. It was 17 nothing before people got their beers at Gillette's. It was unbelievable how quick this game was over. It was 17 nothing, and I looked at Legan, and I was like, all right, <laughs> what do we want to turn on? And it's unfortunate because we have to watch the game because he's the beat reporter. So we kind of have to watch the game, and we're sitting there like, Try to like it's it's mind numbing how how impossible this team is to watch. Mac Jones threw for three hundred and seven yards against the Jets, and they, last and they scored fifty four points. And I'm telling you, it could have been seventy. I'm telling you, fifty four. Uh, look at the receivers on on New England. I can't name any. Was it Nelson Aguilar? By the end of the game, Nikhil Harry was getting catches. <laughs> yeah, Nikhil Harry Nikhil was getting catches. A bigger pest than Denzel Mims. Jacoby Myers was getting yeah. forty four receiving yards. Yeah. I mean, Jacoby Myers looked like Jerry Rice. I mean. Oh my God! But, uh, I can't. I Chris, can't. Chris, hear me out here. Oh, you have Zach Wilson. You have Mike White. Do we? <laughs> but you got to look into the future. You have Joe Flacco, man. Joe yeah, Flacco is back in the green and white. I mean, he's not starting this week. That that I'm pretty sure that was said. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Mike White. Yeah, it's 100 Mike White. But it's what, Mike White. But what kind of As move? As Ty Johnson would say. <laughs> yeah. He, he's a stud, yo. It's Mike White. <laughs> what kind of move is it to really... I mean, I understand the veteran preference, but why are we getting Joe... I mean, obviously, Zach Wilson's going to be out for two to three weeks, I believe it two is. Two to four. Two to four. But haven't you already gone to the Joe Flacco on the Jets stage? I mean, why are we it's going not, back to what was already if he was not starting, successful? If he was starting, we could have this conversation. You'd be 100% right, but he's not starting. He's a guy that's going to go in there, and God forbid anything happens to Mike White, Joe Flacco can take a ball from underneath the center, take four steps back, and get hit by a defensive lineman, which is all a Jets quarterback's ever needed to do for the last 50 years. Anyways. I don't even think it's what happens to Mike White, but if this Jets team is down by double digits, I mean... Just keep White in there. There's no point. They should, this is why I they never should have cut think... that Morgan kid who ended up going to the <laughs> yeah, Panthers. James Morgan. <laughs> James, talk about James Morgan. You want to get me on a tangent. Let's talk about the 2020 draft for a second. Oh, boy. Where Mekhi Becton <laughs> can't stay on the field. Denzel Mims can't get on the field. Ashton Davids gets burned on the um, the end-around Philly special. Uh, James Morgan's on the Carolina Panthers. Bryce Hall is legitimately terrible, and he's the saving grace of that that draft. It's it's Joe Douglas. I have time for Joe Douglas. I think he could be a good general manager. He comes from pretty good organizations. He's got multiple Super Bowl rings. I think multiple Super Bowl rings. He at least has one. Um and I think he might have gotten that Joe Flacco one with the Ravens, but uh, that 2020 draft is terrible. And yeah, Mekhi Becton is going to be a hell of a player if he could stay on the field, but it's a huge if for a guy who's six foot seventeen and 300 pounds. I don't know what you're talking about with Denzel Mims. He had one reception for six yards last week. Yeah, yeah he, it was actually a pretty good he's, catch. He's producing. It was actually a pretty good catch. His name is on the stat sheet. It's, <laughs> that's, it's, it's there. That is that is progress, let me tell you right, right now. Right, Tyler Keelan Cole for the exact same stat line. There it is. Uh, we can get into fantasy and the Bengals and all that stuff. Uh, I just want to leave the Jets segment with this. Daniel Jones has more rushing yards than Michael Carter. <laughs> well, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones he's Daniel leaving the, Jones, the Giants. Daniel the Giants Jones is an yards. athlete, man. And that, he has, but every, but Michael Carter gets the ball every single time on first down. There's no, there's no true. play. There's no first down play besides hand the ball to the running back. Usually Michael Carter, number thirty-two, 
and run it between the center and the right guard and get blown up after a yard and a half, second and nine. It's the same play every single time. It's the Jeremy Bates special, and it's coming from a guy who we were we were all supposed to believe was the second coming of Mike Shanahan, or the third coming of Mike Shanahan. Don't worry, Daniel Jones drops back in the pocket for about three seconds, and he's scrambling, and he's running the ball himself anyway. So that, he, I mean, look, he he's, might as well be he's doing putting up everything. points. He put up, they put up more points against the Panthers than the Jets have all season. So it's true. No, I mean, like the, the last thing I want to talk about the Jets is that I remember coming out of the draft with Zach Wilson. I mean, everyone was enamored by him. Everyone knew the arm. Everyone knew the athleticism. Just, I mean, he seemed like you know one of those just once in a generational just arms when you're looking at it. The Mahomes is the the Josh Allen, and like my thing was, I love Zach Wilson. I thought he had more potential than a guy like even Trevor Lawrence, but he needed the right coaching staff. He needed Andy Reid. He needed to be that type of guy to Patrick Mahomes. He needed the same thing, and the Jets have done nothing for him in that in, in that respect. Yeah, nowhere close to what needed to happen. Exactly. A- everyone, everyone sees his pro day, and everyone sees that that roll out to the left yeah. and did throw off his back foot it was like a 65 sick throw, yards. Was Everyone's going crazy, including myself, and I'm, I'm sure Jets fans as well. That might have been the last good play we've seen. Yeah, just <laughs> that about. might I have mean, been the last good he, one. He has had like ten or fifteen really good throws. Couple, couple in that Titans game too that were sick. Oh yeah, that, but, he, he did play well that game. But I mean, he has had a few good throws. There's also, no doubt. yeah, I, I also don't believe we can put everything on a quarterback when they, he has no other pieces around him to help him out. I, I mean, he has a lot more pieces than Darnold ever did. He, you're sure, sure right about that, and a lot pretty, more pieces but, than Darnold ever did. Yeah, and I'm not still a in the same Darnold. position though. Injuries. I, no, I know. I'm not a Sam Darnold defender, but the idea that Zach Wilson doesn't have pieces around him when he has Corey Davis, who Darnold, Darnold never had a receiver of the length of Corey Davis. Obviously, Becton's hurt, but outside of last season when Becton was also hurt, Darnold never had a guy like Mackay Becton, uh, and an offensive coach that we're supposed to believe is a lot better than Adam Gase. He hasn't proven that he is, and I don't know. I mean. I think I I do I don't want it to sound like I'm completely giving up on Zach Wilson already. I'm just saying that I don't think you can. I'm just saying that the groundwork has been laid for me to give up on him in January. That's fair enough. I mean, I don't know how much we could talk about this game coming up against the Bengals. They're going to lose by 30 points. I mean, the Bengals are looking Lock really really good. I, I mean, they're I mean, coming off the win against the Ravens. Now maybe this is a Titan scenario where <laughs> they're going to go out and uh, and win another game at home, but I just do not I do not see it, and I really love the Bengals and what they're doing, and Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and that offense. They're going to give the Jets fits, and I don't know what 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 Mike White's going to bring. Maybe Ty Johnson's right, but I highly doubt it. <laughs> I can't see this game legitimately being within twenty five points, like the yeah, score. No, I agree. The Jets going to get blown out. I, I mean, for a Cincinnati Bengals team who I am very very high on, and I also have Jamar Chase as a wide receiver in fantasy, so, so I. <laughs> I, I've been super high on him. Yes. Uh, but what what him and Joe Burrow are just able to do week after week after week, and e- even Joe Mixon, when when he comes out of the backfield, get the ball to him too. He's been really good. They are just a complete team, and I I, I don't I think they're legit. I don't think the Bengals are frauds this year. Everyone hears the, the name Bengals, and you're like, oh, they suck, like from <laughs> from years prior. But man, this team blew out a Baltimore Ravens team who has <laughs> who's clearly a very good team. This. Ch- this team is going to put up, like, 55 points against this Jets defense. If, if they put up more points to the Patriots, I will actually laugh out loud. <laughs> um, I think the Bengals are legit, and I think that their defense is good. I think they got a lot of weapons on offense. T. Higgins is a good player. He's had a tough start to the season, but he's a good player. C.J. Uzoma has looked really solid at the tight end position, and it all starts with Jamar Chase. I mean, this dude, this, this is a guy, talk about the Jets and the <laughs> Giants. Outside of Odell 
I mean, the Giants had some pretty good receivers on the Super Bowl runs, but never a guy like this. This guy is on. He, he, he's a Julio Jones type guy. A he game. Is. He's Julio plus Devonta plus <laughs> Steve Smith, prime Steve Smith in Carolina. Like, this guy is as good a receiver as we have in the National Football League, and he's 21 years old. Like, he is he is absolutely incredible. Um, and I think the Bengals are legit because they can, they can run and gun with anybody, and they have as good of a running back as there is in the Eastern Conference besides Derrick Henry, which nobody's as good as Derrick Henry. But. And Joe Burrow uses his feet a lot, yeah, especially after that injury last year. And yeah. props to him, guys. I, I mean, the comeback he has had so far this season after that grueling uh, injury he had last year, it, it's— or two years ago. Last year. Last year, it was. Yeah, it's remarkable to see what he's doing. And look, they are a very, very good football team. And for so, I have this eye. Not, we see how these receivers perform in college, and you're like, can they perform at the NFL level? All I'm saying is I had Justin Jefferson last year on my <laughs> fantasy team who wow. clearly performed like that. And I had the mental capacity to take Jamar Chase this year. So my my viewing of... of <laughs> Maybe it's take rook- LSU receivers. Yeah, rookie <laughs> wide receivers coming into the NFL and playing well is out of pretty LSU, good. Yeah, yeah <laughs> o- only at LSU, though. We, we talk about a lot... We, Mike and I have had this conversation on 5-on-3 before where we like to manifest playoff matchups long before they happen. So let's just gather together and manifest Chargers-Bengals in the first round because that would be absolutely incredible, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that for be amazing? Su- for someone it who has be. Justin Herbert as their starting yeah. quarterback on fantasy, too, I want to see points. I want points, points, points. and that, that game would have points. That would be a phenomenal game. That would mean the Bengals don't get the one seed, which I also would like. kind of love to see. Like The Bengals just like, hopping into the one seed of the AFC. Be- Nobody had that. But, I mean, Chargers, Bengals in the first round, too. Like, like knocked down, battered franchises who now have these superstar quarterbacks and these young, bright coaches, although I don't know that anybody really would have called Zach Taylor that before like two weeks ago, but these young coaches like meeting in the first round I think would be absolutely incredible, um, especially because I don't think any of us really expected this out of the Bengals, and I don't see a reason that you can say they aren't legitimate contenders to take the one spot in the AFC, in the AFC right now because they have a tiebreaker against Baltimore, and... Uh, they don't have the tiebreaker against Buffalo yet, but I, they could get it. <laughs> nah, it's gonna be. I, 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 I don't think they end up in the one seed. I mean, it would be crazy. I mean, look, that's something. You know, I'm a guy that really likes Joe Burrow, really like Jamar Chase. So, I mean, I'd love to see it, but I, it'd, it'd be really tough for the Bills. Just all the firepower they have. Looks like the Chiefs are not gonna get it, but I mean, I still. There's so much. It's so top heavy that AFC. I think it's, it, it's definitely gonna be a, an interesting thing to look out or uh, later in the season, but. I do want to look at one more national game this week, and for me, I'm especially looking at it, and I've highlighted this game ever since the schedule came out back in April, and that was when Tom Brady and the Buccaneers will travel to New Orleans on Halloween to face the Saints, and to me, this matchup is going to show, I think, a lot about my Saints and where they are at. It's a big yardstick game for them, and I think when the Bucks, they're probably thinking we're going to keep the good times rolling, this offense is... Just, I mean, they look like the 2007 Patriots right now, the, the way the Bucks are playing um, in that offense. But this Saints defense does not get talked about too much. And they, week in and week out, pitch good game after good game when this offense is just riddled with injuries. And you could talk about Jameis Winston all you want, but I think this, this offense, it's just so hard to judge him when you look at his number one receiver. And last week, it was X and Y receivers were Kenny Stills, and then Marquez Callaway sometimes. Other times it was Kevin White. That's a flashback name. Talk about bad draft picks. But <laughs> it's Kevin White. Yeah, yeah. So this this Saints this Saints receiving group especially has just been riddled. Kamara has been there. But 
that's about it. And I, I just think this game is such a yardstick game for this Saints team. I think they could win it. You're going to get my predictions a little later, but I think this is going to be a great division matchups for two teams that I know do not like each other. And this is a Buccaneers team whose defense is pretty much injured to the core as well. Yeah, they're very, very true. They're, they're very injury riddled right now. I'm pretty sure Gronk's practicing all week. I think yeah, Gronk's going to be a good go. And, Andrew, this is a huge game. Obviously, the Saints go to Seattle last weekend a brutal game weather yeah. 13 10 win they were able to they were able those to, are the those are the, the games the Saints want to win though they want to win those ugly games and as a fan it's not fun to watch it's not the Drew Brees which is in tough the for an indoor team yeah yeah which is tough but but this team this defense is for real they're extremely physical and they're really fun to watch as someone who hasn't seen a good defense for the Saints really ever so to see this defense play it, it's something that's new to watch and it's really fun and the defense is going to be the key for them for this entire game because in order to stop the Bucks, you need to stop the guy who's throwing four touchdowns yeah. at the age of 44 every single time he steps on the field. And to stop Tom Brady, I mean, this defense is going to need to come with all sorts of different types of packages at him when he's not expecting. And they're really going to need to buckle down and just yeah. play great on third downs, second and longs, and you can't let him get those completions on second and 18s throwing down the field to Mike Evans or to Chris Godwin. <laughs> I, I mean, that happens at every... like <laughs> He finds those guys better than... He, he finds literally anyone, and he, he made a funny joke the other day when, when Mike Evans gave away his 600 ball. He goes, uh, Mike Evans was like, I accidentally gave it away. I didn't know. He goes, well, I'm accidentally not throwing you another touchdown all season. <laughs> and we'll, we'll have to see on Sunday for that one, but I don't think that's going to be the case. This Tampa team on turf, man, I don't think they are beatable anywhere, but if you put this team on, on turf that isn't MetLife Stadium, I don't, I don't think that they are beatable. Uh, the Saints have one guy right now, and it's Alvin Kamara. This isn't isn't this hasn't even been, excuse me, uh, Kamara's best season, but he's their number two receiver behind Callaway. Um, and Tampa's defense is so good. So, so good, especially at that linebacker position, and that's the position that you have to key in on, on uh, with a back coming out of the backfield. And I, I don't see a way that the Saints are going to be able to pull this one out just because of how fast Tampa is on both sides of the ball. Um, and... I mean, you saw. The, I don't think that they're as bad as the Bears, the Saints. I'm not saying that, but you saw how no way how the Buccaneers came out to a start against the Bears like that. When you have a team that's able to do that, uh, man, I mean, they are they look unstoppable right now. Andrew, thoughts? Mark Ingram come back to New Orleans. <laughs> oh, what are your thoughts? on Boom and Zoom is well, back, what are baby. Your th- what are your oh, on I'm that? so it, it, it's it, it, it's just it's big trust right now coming back. I think the Boom and Zoom, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, I can't wait for the the joint interviews that they have together. That's going to be fun. But I don't know if he does anything for for this team this week. I, I think he'll be good to just get the load off Kamara because he's getting the ball like more than any, any time in his career. I think Michael Thomas coming back, we don't know if it's going to be this week, but just going forward, that's going to help so, so much to not have Kevin White on the outside and have a guy like Michael Thomas who you know we haven't seen on the field in just quite some time and really fully healthy in quite some time. I think this this game is probably it's going to come down to probably Jameis Winston making a few throws. I think the defense matches up really well against the Bucks. Now, how much can you match up against them? I think is you know how long can you hold them down is going to be interesting. I think Marshawn Lattimore, the way he 
plays against Mike Evans, he's going to get shut down in this game, mark my words. And then it's going to be up to the guys on the outside, whether whether it's Bradley Roby, who they just acquired earlier in the season, or Paulson Adebo, the rookie, they're going to have to stop a guy like Chris Godwin. But that should definitely be a really fun game and something that I'll be looking forward, forward to. I know the Superdome will definitely be rocking on Halloween in New Orleans down there. It should definitely... Uh, uh, be a, a ton of fun but now I, I do want to talk about before we get into our picks uh, we're gonna send it over to Chris to do some fantasy updates all right so what do you guys want to hear I got, I got a lot here when is there is there anything you're in is there anything you're you personally are debating with yourself let me let me, let me pull up my phone real quick let, let me go to my fantasy team because oh. every time we do the fantasy segment here someone always mentions someone that I have all right well, sometimes <laughs> I listen sometimes I don't so I'll start with the quarterbacks. I think the quarterbacks are interesting this week. I'm st- if I'm I have Josh Allen. So I don't need to worry about this, but I'm one and six. I need to worry about a lot of other things. <laughs> I'm starting Teddy Bridgewater. The WFU the WFT defense is terrible, and Jerry Judy is coming back this week. So I think Teddy Two Gloves is the way to go quarterback wise. If you have either Carr or Jackson on the bye, uh, that that's a guy who's probably on your waivers because he was hurt. Uh, so Teddy Bridgewater is the way to go. The way not to go this week is Tua. Tua's had a couple good weeks in a row, but they're playing the Bills this week. They got no chance. Uh, I'd go Teddy over Tua if you're looking to replace either Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, in your starting quarterback role. That that that's where I'm sitting right now. That's my that's my take. I am most confident in. I'll say. I like that quarterback wise. I'm pretty much set. I have Justin Herbert coming off a bye, and then before that, the the brutal loss to the Ravens, and then I have Jameis as my backup. I, I mean, didn't really produce for me last week, but. Didn't really need him anyway, but I'm pretty much set on the quarterbacks. I'm more interested in tight ends. My tight end is Noah Font and Logan Thomas, who's on the IR. And, and Logan have, Thomas has not been good this year. They haven't really done much for me. Tyler Higby's the guy I have as the stardom because you saw what Zach Ertz did last week for Arizona against Houston, and Houston's really bad across the board, so a lot of guys will get their share uh, for the Rams, but it could be a blowout. Maybe Cooper Cup hits the bench as they, they kind of gear up for the NFC playoffs. So Tyler Higby's a guy that I would look for. Uh, as a potential start against Houston, because when any team is playing Houston, uh, you try to start as many of their guys as possible, for sure. Uh, my sit is Jared Cook. The Pats' defense isn't very good, but I, I think they're weaker on the outside, personally. Uh, so Herbert might go out. I just to- picked him up. Jared Cook? Just got him at the waiver uh, wire. <laughs> I'd say no, just because I think they're going to go Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler more than Jared Cook because it could be not that it's going to be you know a full out like a a gun show you know it's not going to be a crazy uh, shootout is the word I was looking for um, but I, I don't see a role Jared Cook has in a, in a Patriots game this week let me ask you this yeah both of you it's an every week question in my mind so I have Derrick Henry and James Robinson as my as my two running backs okay and obviously Derrick Henry's not going to be how do you get Derrick Henry and Jamar Chase um, Do you play by yourself? No, I'm in a, I'm in a <laughs> ten man league. I mean, Jamar I, Chase like a fifth round pick. I got Jamar Chase pretty late. Yeah, because that was the time when everyone was worried that he because he said something about the the, the, the stripe on the football. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got him 86 overall, so I don't know. I it was an eighth round. I, yeah, eighth, I, yeah, round, eighth yeah. round. So so right now I, my wide receiving core is pretty strong. Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase, um, Robert Woods, Chris Godwin, Marquise Brown. You don't have room for all these players. I do. Lineup. I don't. Oh, I have no. There's room for him on the bench, not not in the lineup. So, but what what I'm questioning is, I also have Daryl Henderson Jr., the running back for the Rams. Oh, interesting. He's just been okay. I mean, I I. So what? What? Hmm. what I'm always stuck on Chris God. I don't want to take Godwin out of the lineup. He's got. He, he's lethal. Oh, so yeah. the question is Godwin versus Henderson. My, it's really just I, the flex, the flex position. Yeah, here. I'd go Godwin for sure. I usually I, do. 
Because I, I uh, agree with what Andrew said. Evans might get shut down by Lattimore. I think, I think that, he will get shut down by Lattimore. I'm not even saying that's an if. That is will happen. I mean, that, I'm, that, I'm willing to put that on the line. That leaves everybody else wide open in my, in my estimation. I, I think the Saints have a real – I mean, look, look at the, even the playoff game that the Saints lost. They did good against the, the secondary. Surpri- I mean, I was surprised by it. Like, I trust the Saints secondary. Again, the first time in a very long time I can ever say that. But this Saints secondary will come to play – I mean, maybe they the offense doesn't play good enough, so Brady has two, you know, just enough chances. I think that's like the only thing that I think could happen. But I mean, you know, when you look at, I think with the Saints matchup against the Bucks, they're built to beat the Bucks offense, and I think more than anybody in the league, I think they're probably built the best. I mean, maybe you could talk about personnel wise, but just scheme wise, I think they're the, they're built the best. Yeah, that, that that's the one that always gets me because I don't start him. He puts and then he goes off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't start Henderson. He runs for three touchdowns. It's nothing ever works out for me, but I do. I also have Sterling Shepard. I have a pretty stacked wide receiver wow. and core in my well, fantasy. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a stacked team. My team's terrible. My team is entirely injured. So th- this was the fun project for me to do this because I needed to like replace all my players because <laughs> they're all hurt. Um, yeah. So CJ Uzoma is a guy I picked up because I have Waller, who's on who was hurt last week and now is on. That's by. a tough blow. Yeah. So I didn't get Uzoma uh, for last week, of course, but I. I do have him for this week. That's a guy that I definitely look for in the in the tight end position as well. Um, in terms of running backs, you mentioned Alex Collins from Seattle is the guy that I'm looking for in a positive light because Jacksonville's bad, uh, but Geno Smith is might be worse. So there's no reason for Pete Carroll to shy away from from the running game this week. Uh, I was surprised that they threw the ball as much as they did in the pouring rain on Monday. Um, so maybe this is just me like trying to like net, get into Pete Carroll's brain. Like, what are you doing? Your quarterback is Geno Smith. Um, so I think Alex Collins from Seattle is, is a good bet at the running back position. Um, and my sit is Dearness Johnson. I, I, I love the story, but I think that against TJ Watt, he's going to have a tough go of it. That's, uh, th- those are, that's what I got. My, oh, my stardom for wide receivers is, is uh, T Higgins because Cincinnati is going to put up 40. So. <laughs> Love that. You, you think he may catch a touchdown? Is that is, yeah? Is that the logic? Yeah, six, six all ninety and one. To, all of them going to chase. <laughs> I mean, you I hope, hope so. I I definitely. But, I mean, I yeah, he that. he could go for one fifty, and T and Higgins goes for six ninety and one, and that's that's still a heck of a game for T Higgins. He's had a pretty disappointing year. I have to make. Pick, I, I may have to pick him up in that in that case because right now my flex is Kenny Galladay, who looks like he's going to be out. Yeah, I had, he will not be. I had, I had Juju early in the season, but he's on Stinks IR. Stinks anyways. Yeah, and he's not very good. <laughs> and now I'm just like plugging him like last week. Quickly, I like I had Devonte Parker. He ended up being inactive, so I picked up Darius Slate, and he ended up getting like twelve. So that was good enough, just because the Giants had literally nobody. I mean, mm-hmm. Dante Pettis opposite him, but like that—that's kind of the one area, like the flex. But I don't know. I have Travis Kelsey in my tight end, so I'm looking and Chase and Adam Thielen. So like I could, I feel like my flex could be if it's not the best, I'll be fine with with those other guys. Yeah, that that that's what I got fantasy wise. But again, I'm one in six, so take everything with a grain of salt. <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly one in six because McCaffrey and Carson are out. And that's see, that's I, tough. I have learned if I if I ever have, which I have never been in like the top four picks. Christian McCaffrey is not. I should have taken yeah. Derrick Henry. I should have. I really thought you never about take it. those types of just like those Chris, guys that get three hundred ta- three hundred no. carries and they're five eleven and barely two hundred pounds. I want you to <laughs> guess what pick Derrick Henry dropped to four. Six. Wow. I had him. I got him. My number one overall pick at six, Derrick Henry. Wow. But hear me out. That's only because the guy in front of me uh, wasn't there. So he 
auto he didn't I, I don't know if he auto drafted or like he had someone in his queue. He went Patrick Mahomes number fifth overall pick. That that was well, that rough. happened in my first round too, actually. Somebody drafted Mahomes. Fifth overall pick. Yeah. And, and it's been a tough season for him too. Do so. you know yeah. who is <laughs> I want you to guess who his second pick was. You'll never guess it. This is how you know he wasn't at his computer. I don't know. Harrison Butker, the kicker for yeah, clearly Kansas City this guy has a problem. He wasn't at his computer. He had all KC. All KC players. Cued. He, Kelsey he and Hill were gone, so he just <laughs> ended up with Butker. He knew what time the draft was going to be. That's his loss. Give, I, give him a shout-out. I now, shout out. Joey White, man, <laughs> my, my one of my best friends in the Marine Corps. My, you you got to be better. Giving me Derrick Henry, who puts up 40, 35, 40 a week. All right, you ready to pick? Yeah, I, I I think it's time to get into this pick. I mean, look, this slate is not is not the most exciting week of games, but it's always exciting. And starting off down to the NFC South in a matchup between Carolina and Atlanta. Michael, start off with you with these two teams. I don't have any trust in this Carolina team. I don't think Sam yeah. Darnold's that great of a quarterback. And even with the pieces that Atlanta don't have, I think he can get the job. I think Matt Ryan can get the job done with Calvin Ridley and with Kyle Pitts, who has shown that he can catch any single ball that's thrown his way. So I'm going to take Atlanta in this one. I refuse to believe that Atlanta's a 500 team, and I, I will not allow them to be an over 500 team. So I'm going to take Carolina. Yeah, to me, both. I don't trust both of these teams. But yeah, oh God, that no. bad but, game. But Matt Ryan's playing All quarterback for, for the Falcons. Time. Sam Darnold's going to be playing quarterback for Carolina. So I'll go the Falcons in this one. Another division matchup, and it seems like it'll probably be a lopsided one. Miami versus Buffalo. Chris, we'll start off with you on this one. Yeah, Bills all the way. 35 nothing on the road in this game early in the season. So why not more? Buffalo. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, you can't really say much about it. Josh Allen. And what what he's doing with Buffalo. My brother's a, a, a Dolphins fan, and it's been about tough sledding for him for 25 years. Wait till so. he gets to Sean Watson <laughs> in about a week and a <laughs> yeah, half. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, that's the only that's the only thing he could really uh, you know write home about. And uh, look, it's just been rough sledding for them all year. Brian Flores. It's just not been fun for them. But next game, 49ers and Bears. Another kind of weird matchup between two like average teams that really can go either way. I'll start off with this one. I think the Bears are going to win. I think that this team is going to bounce back after last week. They're going to have a lot to prove, and I think this team at home will get the win. Yeah, I disagree. I think 49ers are going to take yep. this with, with Jimmy. I also chose the 49ers for my survivor pool, okay. so they oh, have to win. But I just don't think Justin Fields is going to be able to bounce back from that horrific performance of, of last week. And then San Francisco playing on, I believe it was Monday night in bad weather. Um, I think they're going to just have a bounce back game and be able to get this win in a close one. Yeah, I think San Francisco's a little bit better than their record. Chicago's a little bit worse than theirs. So I'll go with the Niners as well. Next game, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Another divisional matchup here, Mike. What do you got? Baker's not playing. Case Keenum's uh, under center for this one. I'm going to go Pittsburgh. I, I think Ben Roethlisberger it isn't really a great quarterback. He's very old. We all know that. But I just think this this injury-riddled Cleveland team is not going to be able to beat Steelers. And I'm not very high on the Steelers. But I think they're going to be able to get it done. Yeah, I, I agree with everything said there. Pittsburgh's A team isn't very good, but they're a heck of a lot better than Cleveland's B team, which is basically what they're rolling out right now. So I'll go with the Steelers as well. No, I, I agree with that too. So, I mean, who would have thought Pittsburgh sweeping this one, maybe coming in a few weeks ago before that Baker injury. But I, I even think if Baker would play this one, like AFC North could really go either way. Just I feel like those matchups are always yeah. very defensive, very physical. I, I just feel like Pittsburgh does enough in this one, is able to pick up the road win. Next game, Philadelphia and Detroit. I'm going to start off this one because I think Detroit gets the win. They're at home. 
They, I mean, Dan Campbell, this guy's crying on the podium. He wants a win for these guys so badly. He's a football guy, man. These, He's a football the, guy. Also a these former guys Saints play, coach. Yeah, former <laughs> Saints coach. These guys play for him. I'm rooting for him, and I think he gets the win in this one. Yeah, I think Detroit's going to win, too. I, I thought that was going to be my hot take of the day. But, yeah, I yeah. think I don't think Philadelphia is particularly good. This game's at home for Detroit. Uh, I hope that they get a win before Thanksgiving because we all have to watch this team yeah. on Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> this may be their last chance, so I'll go with Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Detroit, excuse me. Chris, I, I thought I was going to have a hot take. We're all on Detroit yeah, wow. here. <laughs> I, I don't think Philly's a good team. I mean, Jalen Hurts hasn't really performed well at all. Uh, um, Devontae Smith, not really well either. I just don't think Philly's going to be able to to beat this Detroit team who's 0-6 or 0-7 at seven. this point. I think Dan Campbell's going to get his first win, and I, I better see that man crying at that podium <laughs> after that first I, win. I bet he will. His, his, his uh, post games are always really fun to, to listen to for so many. You get the full range of emotions with him. Uh, but next matchup, Tennessee at Indianapolis. The way Tennessee's playing right now, I mean, it's, they look like world beaters these last two games after somehow they lost to the Jets. Chris, we'll start off with you in this one. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really believe in Indianapolis, so I'm going to go with Tennessee. Tennessee. I, Indianapolis has surprised me a little bit, and I know they're well-coached, but uh, Carson Wentz has not really shown me too much uh, in beating the bad teams they've beaten. So I'm going to go with Tennessee in a, big, in a romp here. Yeah, I don't think Carson Wentz is a really good quarterback, but they have played well the last two weeks, yeah. um, but so has Tennessee. Yeah. And they play, and they play better and they have a better roster. So I'm going to go with Tennessee and Derrick Henry's going to get another three touchdowns this one. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with Tennessee in a close game. I think it's actually going to be a closer game. I feel like like the Colts always kind of play close division games with the Titans, and I think this one will be the same. I'll, I'll, I'll go Tennessee in a close win there. Next game, Chris. I want to start with you. Cincinnati Jets. I, I think we know what you're going with. Uh, I have ESPN open here, and you can buy the tickets. You can hit the little link, and it says tickets low as $17. They should be paying people <laughs> to go to this game on Halloween in New Jersey. That's not even the cheap. That Those aren't the cheapest tickets for the NFL slate either. I know. $16 right under that LA at Houston. LA Houston. Uh, yeah, uh, you talked about eliminator pools, uh, survivor pools, whatever. This was uh, the quickest decision I made the entire season. Cincinnati. I mean... It's going to be a clean sleep with the Bengals here. Jets are not winning this game. Yes, the, the Bengals are are going to win this one, and I, I don't think I've. We, we I think we've explained enough to why the <laughs> Bengals are going to win this game. So next game on the slate, Rams at Houston, a game where the tickets actually less than the Jets game. And Houston, they, it looks like they're ready for a fire sale. They just traded, as we said, a Mark Ingram to the Saints. Brandon Cooks like he's on the trade the trade block as well. Deshaun Watson, Mike, who do you got in this one? I have I have the Rams in an absolute blowout. Yeah. I, I don't think Houston is going to even come close to, to what the Rams have. Matt Stafford's going to throw the ball as far as he can to whoever he wants. Yeah. All of his receivers are going to catch. They're going to do whatever they want on the field out there, and the Rams are going to win this game. Yeah. I talked about how Tom Brady indoors can be fun. How about the Rams indoors against this Texans defense? Yeah. I mean, Cooper Cup probably will have like three touchdowns in this game yeah. and like 200 yards as he's been surprisingly the top, top receiver here in the NFL this year. So... Yeah, I'll go the Rams in this one. Next game, New England going cross-country to the Chargers. This should be a pretty good game. I'll start with this one. I'm going to go the Chargers, though. I think this team, they're going to bounce back. They're going to play good, and they're going to end up getting the win. And Justin Herbert probably will toss a few touchdowns. Yeah, I'm hoping that what happened to the Jets after their bye week doesn't happen to the Chargers after their bye week. I highly doubt it. Um, I I do as well. And Pat's coming off that huge, almost 40-point win. Um, Yeah, I I think the Chargers, I think Justin Herbert's going to have a bounce-back game. Did not play well against the Ravens, obviously, um, but I think he's going to have a bounce-back game, and he's going to throw a couple tutties, and they're going to take this one. Yeah, Herbert and the Chargers in an absolute romp. Yeah, I I, I just don't see it any other way. I don't see a romp, though. 
Oh, this is gonna I, don't, I don't know if it's going to be a ROM. I, I mean, see that. What, two what touchdowns. do you say is a ROM? Two, okay, two touchdowns. I, I think okay. double digits. 14 yeah, I, I, points. Yeah, yeah, okay, I could see 14 points. Yeah, that, that, that's what I thought. Next game, a, a, a game between a Russell Wilson-less Seahawks playing Jacksonville. Another disinteresting game here, Michael. Start with you. Yeah, I'm going Jacksonville here. Wow. Uh, I, I, don't, I didn't see anything. Granted, the weather, I don't see anything in Geno Smith. I don't even know if he's a quarterback. Um... I just think Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to get another win here, and, J- and J- Urban Meyer is going to be able to to get his name out of the the press a little bit more <laughs> than, than what he's doing. I think Jacksonville is going to win this one over Seattle. I disagree. Uh, Geno Smith is really bad, but Jacksonville Jacksonville's so bad, and they they don't travel because they don't have a good defense. So I think I'm going to go with Seattle uh, in one of the worst games of the entire NFL season. Yeah, I mean, you can say that about a few games on this slate, but yeah, I agree. I think. Seattle's going to get the win. Seattle played pretty good last week against the Saints. I think Geno Smith does just enough to be a pretty bad Jacksonville Jaguars team. Looking Le- at it, Andrew, sorry, this is one of the worst slates of football I have seen. Yeah, it's bad. It's just so time. bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it, it, it's definitely, it, it's, it, it's not pretty. Continuing the 4 o'clock slate, it's going to be the Washington football team against Denver. Another kind of just a, a, team against, a game against two average teams. Chris, we'll start with you. Uh, Washington, Denver, sorry. Uh, yeah, Denver, big time. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly kind of stumped on this one. This is a, a Washington <laughs> football team defense who was supposed to be very good, and they're just very bad yeah, somehow. <laughs> um, I don't really know how how Denver's going to match up against this team, but I'm going to take Denver. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I, I'm going to go Denver too. I, I think they end up getting the win, and they end up doing a, a, a good enough job to win. Teddy Two Gloves, always rooting for him as a former state, and I think he gets the win. Next game, very close to my heart, Tampa Bay. We talked about it, Tampa Bay. And New Orleans, Mike, who do you got? Yeah, I'm going Tampa Bay here. I I, I don't think this Saints team is going to be able to beat, whether it's in the Dome or at uh, James Raymond Field. I, I don't think the Saints are going to be able to beat this Bucks offense, no matter how good their defense is. Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and he's going to be able to <laughs> kind of get that ball to whoever he wants to at any time like he has done for years and years. You're you're lone wolf in this one, Andrew. Sorry, bud. Yeah, I, I'm picking the Saints. I, this is a game I've been circling. This is this is a show me game for this team. I think they win it. Yeah, and they're going to show you that they're not that good. Maybe, but I think this team is 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 a team that's going to be in the playoffs. I think they're going to be a team that may go deeper in the playoffs than people think. I, I think just when you look at the Saints and their ability to play defense, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised the way they defend Tom Brady in this one. I think they get the win, and you know, I, I think the Superdome. On Halloween, on Tom Brady's return to the Superdome after last year, it's going to be very, very loud. It's going to be very rambunctious. And it's also Jameis Winston's first game starting against the Bucks, which I bet he'll have a chip on his shoulder That place is as going well. to be rocking. Yeah, it's going yes, to be crazy in there. No doubt. That and is going to be a wild Fun game. fact, only second home game for the Saints all season, considering all the, th- oh, all yeah, the things they've been to. I mean, that's just – I mean, it's remarkable to me how they're 4-2 and two, and something that I've even been surprised about. That's why I picked them in this one. Two more games on the slate. First is Dallas – against the Vikings here in this one. I, I'm going to go Dallas. I think they're going to be able to run away with this one. To me, when you look at their weapons in this offense, they just have too much, and I think they'll overwhelm the Vikings. Yeah, look, Dallas is a good team. They have a quarterback who's coming off an ankle injury who's playing very well, and this wide receiving group they have is out of this world, and I don't have really much trust in Kirk Cousins in that Vikings offense, and I think Dallas is going to be able to run away with this one. If Minnesota wins, we finally have to start taking them seriously, and that would mean taking Minnesota and Kirk Cousins seriously, which we will never (laughs) do, so I'll take Dallas. And finally, Monday Night Football, Giants going to Arrowhead. 
to play the Chiefs. Chris, we'll start with you on this one. I want to do it. I really do. I, I want to do it. I want to well. do it. I'm not going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wink, wimp out. I'm gonna take Kansas City, but I want to do it so bad. I want to do it, and they have. I would say it's a good chance to do it, and I'm gonna go with it. I'm Giants are gonna win this game on Monday night, man. Kansas City is playing very bad. They might as well not have a defense out on the field <laughs> with who they're putting out there. I, I mean, they're a very bad defense. Um, and hopefully, Daniel Jones can can get the ball downfield, and hopefully he has most of his targets available and on the field ready for him. I think Giants are going to take this one in an upset. I don't I don't know what the line is on this game right now. I'm going to look right now, but I think the Giants are going to do it, and it's, it might not be a blow-up. I think they're going to win by 10 points at least. Really? I yeah. t- To me, I, I think this Giants team is just a model of inconsistency, and I think they're going to continue, at, continue that. I think the Chiefs, they have a get-right game in this one, and they're able to, I think, you know, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have put up a lot of points. I don't think Jones plays bad, but I think the Chiefs end up end up doing enough to win this game. Chiefs are a nine and a half point favorite. Come on, that that still is still the Kansas City Chiefs. That though. is a crazy line, man. With how this Chiefs team has been playing, they cannot be a ten point favorite over. I mean, yeah, it's, sure, it's Giants, but I mean, hey, I, I I just think this team is the model of inconsistency. Like this would be the perfect time where everything's moving up for the Giants that they just lay an egg. And this not- this is a game Giants going to lose by forty five. <laughs> That's why I'm I don't think it's going to be that bad, but, Giants. I, but I think KC is able to get the win in this one. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up the show. For Chris Hennessy and Mike Messina, I'm Andrew Galata, and everyone have a great football Sunday.